0: Hi, family. Thank you for joining us again. We trust that uh, the Lord will meet with us as we continue with the Word of God today. I want to start by sharing a few testimonies with you this morning. Our crisis response team has been doing amazing work. Just this last week, uh, they were able to serve over 400 food packs to those in need. And over 50 food vouchers to members of our church, members of our congregation who have found themselves in need during this time. Also, uh, we've started 15 new Connect groups through the outreach that's running every Wednesday here on our property, helping people in our community, in our city. Remember that this church is about loving God, loving people, and loving our city. So we do all that we can to love our city. I also want to take this time to thank all our volunteers, those who've been coming, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday, serving those in need. We continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to thank you all for your sacrificial giving, giving to the work of the Lord, giving to those who are in need. We speak the blessing of God over you and your families. Thank you also for those who've been dropping food packs. We say we are grateful for your sacrificial giving. We're currently running slightly low on the crisis response team funds, but we trust God that we can be able to continue to help those in need in this hour. So if uh, the Lord touches your heart to give, please feel free to contact our CRT team and give towards our crisis response team. All the details are on our website. Second testimony I want to share with you, exciting, exciting, is uh, one of our... Kids Church leaders, uh, Leanne Subrimani. her family, actually Leanne Subramuni, her family uh, have just witnessed an amazing testimony. Uh, Leanne's mom had um, been diagnosed with cancer, and it was already straight stage 3A. And uh, we've been standing with them, praying with them, and she's been cleared of cancer, completely cleared, completely healed. We're grateful to the Lord for that. Another testimony is uh, one of our pastors here, campus pastor, Carol Mkize, uh had tested COVID positive and she had all the symptoms, went through a really tough season of just uh, uh, isolating herself and also just taking the right medication, right precaution, and she's completely healed. And she's not the only one. There's a few other people we've heard of who've recovered from COVID-19. So what we want to do this morning, we want to pray and trust God that if you are here with us and you uh, have already contracted COVID-19 and uh, you trust in God for healing, we want to take this moment and trust God for your healing. We also want to pray for those who may have lost their loved ones during this time. And we say, our God is able to heal our God is able to bring comfort. So let's take time to pray. Father, we pray for the men and women who have tested positive of COVID-19. We pray and trust that you bring healing over their bodies right now. Lord, your word says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Therefore, we want to stand on your promises and pray healing on those who've contracted COVID-19. We want to also pray for those who have other illness and sicknesses at this hour. We pray your healing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. So family, uh, two weeks ago, we started a sermon series called The Anatomy of Hope, The Inner Workings of Hope. Pastor Greg Peak has shared with us so well on what hope is. Hope in the Greek is the word alpis, which means a sure and confident expectation. And last week, we had Pastor Lireko share with us about the mystery of hope, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Whenever we read that scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, I'm reminded that when the Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory, it means hope is a person. Hope is a person that we put our trust in. So we do have this hope that is a person, we do have this hope that is Christ in us, the hope of life after this life that we live, the hope of glory. Our topic today is hope against hope. Choosing to believe even when the situation looks impossible, when the situation looks dire. Hope against hope means that we believe even when there are no logical Reasons to believe or to have hope. We choose to have hope against hope. It is when it seems like your dreams have been shattered. It seems like the promises of God are dead. They are not coming. But we still choose to believe. We choose to have hope. Remember, we serve a miracle-working God. We serve a God of the impossibilities. (laughs) Hope is not wishful thinking. It is the confident expectation in the God who has made promises. It is not escaping from our promises, but it is believing that He who promised is faithful and He will give that which He has promised. Even when the COVID numbers are rising, we continue to say, we have hope. I see We are not going back. We trust in God that He will see us through the storm. We look at the storm and we find God in the storm. We look at the storm and we find God in the storm. So our text today is from Romans chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading verse 3. And then a little bit later on, we will read uh, from verse 17. So Romans chapter 4, the story of Abraham and Sarah on how they had hope against hope, how they chose to believe, even when it was completely impossible to believe. We read verse 3, it says, What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. The backdrop of the story is Abraham and Sarah, they've been given a promise by God. We read in Genesis chapter 12 on how God called them from Haran to the place of promise, Canaan. But as God was giving them this uh, this promise, as God was calling them to this place of promise and giving them prophetic declaration, you must remember that Abraham was 75 years old at this point in time. And uh, this is what the scripture says. This is what God said to Abraham. He said to Abraham, Abraham, I will make you into a great nation. He said, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to many, he also said to Abraham that I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who dishonor you, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. We know that the story continues. Uh, Abraham and Sarah were barren; they were not able to have children. But they had a choice to either believe the promise of God or to give up and say this promise is not coming. From the time they were at the age of 75, and Sarah was about 65, they had the choice to believe God, to believe the promise of God are still coming. God gave them the promise, and it was only 25 years later that the promise was fulfilled. So it took 25 years of waiting, and remember what Pastor Lerico shared with us last week about hope being perfected in the waiting. It is in that time of waiting that we can grow in our faith, In God, our hope is perfected in our waiting. They chose to believe God. That is why when you read in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, this scripture that we just read, it's written again there. It says, Abraham believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. It was credited to him as right standing with God because he chose to believe God. When God visited Abraham and Sarah in the form of uh, three angels uh, came in the form of men, the three men that showed up, we know that uh, when they came, there was something different about them because the Bible says Abraham went and bowed down and asked them to join uh, them uh, for a meal. Talk about hospitality. And as Abraham invites them to the house, they told him about the promise of God, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And this is the words that they said. We read in Genesis 18 verse 14 that this time next year, Sarah, your wife, will have a child. The Bible says Sarah laughed at that, listening to them talking while she was in the house. But this was the response from these angels. This is what they said to Sarah's laugh. They said, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. I want to pause here for a little bit. The angels are saying, I will return to you this year. I will return to you next year this time and Sarah will have a child. So where we are right now, the situation may look impossible, but I want to speak these words to you. Next year, this time, things will be different next year at this time things will be different only if we choose to believe because we know that our faith pleases God and remember what is impossible with man it is possible with God what is impossible with man it is possible with God is there anything too difficult for the Lord let's continue to read our text today from Romans 4 I'm reading from verse 17 to verse 22 As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, and in the presence of the God whom he believed, who gives lives to the dead and calls to existence the things that do not exist. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, So shall your offspring be, verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave God the glory. Verse 21. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Hope against hope means even when we see our dreams crushed, when we see the promise of God being shattered, that we choose to believe. You probably started this year with some dreams, with some hopes, and it looks like those dreams and those hopes are dead. Yet choose to believe. Why did... Abraham and Sarah have hope against hope. These three things I want to share with us today is his hope strengthened his faith. His hope gave him the assurance of the promise and his hope led him to righteousness, to a right standing with God, justification. So let's look at the first one. Hope strengthens our faith. When we read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Faith is the assurance of the things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith gives us that assurance of the things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. It means that uh, we hope for things. First comes hope and then faith kicks in. After we have a hope of the promise of God, hope that the things that he has promised will surely come, that's when our faith uh, will kick in. It is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that we do not yet see. We know that they will come. So, thus faith is a substance, a certainty, that all that we hope for will surely come. I like what Pastor Greg shared with us. Hope is the material from which the garment of faith is cut. Hope is the material from which the garment of faith is cut. So, if we want to have faith, it starts by the hope that we have in God and our faith will kick in. We read verse 19 from the text we just read. Abraham did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a 100 years old. When he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, he still did not weaken in faith. He stood by the promises of God. I I like to put it this way. Abraham and Sarah, they faced the brutal facts but they still chose to believe. We look at the COVID numbers rising now and we choose to believe. We look at the economic challenges we're facing. We look at the high unemployment rate. We will not weaken in faith. We choose to believe that God will see us through the storm. Remember, we look at the storm long enough until we find God in the middle of the storm. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for our God? In verse 17, we read how Abraham, the father of many nations, in the presence of God, who he believed, who gives lives to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Abraham believed because he knew that God is the giver of life and is able to call the things that are not there into existence. So Abraham hoped against hope because he knew that God is the giver of life. He knew that God can actually bring back things that are dead to life. John 10 verse 10, the Bible says, The thief, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. So we want to speak life, not death. We speak life over our lives in this hour. Let's unpack a little bit uh, the faith of Abraham and Sarah. When you read Hebrews 11, verse 17 to 18, how they strengthened their faith. We read the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, he who was received as the promise in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. So when Abraham was tested to sacrifice the promise, to sacrifice Isaac, in his mind, he knew that this is a promise-keeping God. Not only does he, is he a promise giver, he's also a promise keeper. He keeps his promises and he can bring my son back to life. He can bring back the dream to life. So I want to speak to you today. Call those dreams back to life. Call those promises back to life like Abraham did. I like what scripture says about Sarah. She was convinced that God will make her fall pregnant. We'll read it a little bit later. Our God is able, even when the situation is dire, our God is able. Abraham's faith was strengthened by the hope of knowing that God is not like man because he is a promise giver and is also a promise keeper. By faith, Abraham was called the father of many, even before he was a father. His name changed from Abraham to Abraham, which means the father of many. Hope strengthens our faith and hope gives assurance to the promises of God. That's the second thing I want us to look at before we look at hope leading us to righteousness. When we read verse 20 of uh, Romans chapter 4, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promises of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave God the glory. He grew strong in his faith. As he was worshiping, as he was giving God the glory, I want to say to you, as we worship through the storm, as we stick to the word, as we stay in the promise of God, it expands our faith. It builds our faith. As he was worshiping God, as he was giving God the glory, his faith was strengthened. And it says, fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. He was fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. When you read in the King James Version, verse 20, it goes like this. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving God the glory. The word waver means limping between two opinions. A different way of putting it is like tiptoeing between two different opinions, not knowing what actually you stand for. I want to say, We stand on this word. We stand on the promise of God. We're not going to be wavering between two opinions. We're going to stand on the promises of God. When fear comes in, what does it find in you? Does it find the word of God? Because when fear comes in and finds the word of God, it will vanish. But if fear comes in and does not find the word of God stored in your heart, it will grip your heart. A lot of people are crippled now with fear of this coronavirus. And I want to say, be in the Word. Declare the promises of God. Stand on the promise of God. Do not waver. Do not stagger. Faith and hope, they look at the strength of God. They look at the character of God. He who promised is faithful. Fear says it is impossible. Faith says it is possible. Fear says it is impossible. Faith says it is possible. So is there anything too hard for the Lord? This is what we read about Sarah in um, chapter 11 of Hebrews uh, from verse 11 to 12. By faith, Sarah herself received the power to conceive. Even when she was past the age, she was past the age of giving birth. Since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, as good as dead, Abraham was as good as dead, were born descendants of many, and as the stars of the heaven, and many as innumerable grains of the saints by the seashore. Sarah received the power to conceive because he considered him who promised to be faithful. Abraham was fully convinced. He had this confidence in the promise giver that he's also the promise keeper. In a time of crisis, We do well to stand on the promise of God. Declare Psalm 91. Speak Psalm 91 over yourself and over your family. Stand on the promise of God. What is impossible with man, it is possible with God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? As I go to my last point, remember... Hope strengthens our faith. Hope gives us the assurance of the promises of God. And finally, hope through faith leads us to righteousness. We read verse 22 of Romans chapter 4. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone. They were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. I love that. It was counted to us who believe in him, who raised him from the dead, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up for our trespasses to be raised for our justification. So you ask a question, how can faith and hope lead us to righteousness? It means by forsaking all other opinions, all other options, and we choose to believe God. We please God. And by pleasing God, we get to a right standing with God. So when we choose to hope in God, when we choose to have faith over fear, we please God. Remember what Hebrews 11 verse 6, the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. It is impossible to please God without faith. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, that He exists, and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When you choose to trust His character and His faithfulness, it leads to a right standing with God. He is pleased by those who choose to believe Him even in the midst of the impossibilities. Today, when you choose faith, you choose God. When you choose hope, you choose God because hope is a person. Christ in us, the hope of glory. As we conclude Hope strengthens our faith. Hope gives us the assurance of the promises of God. And hope leads us to a right standing with God. We please God. I've been standing on the promise of God since the beginning of this year, since the lockdown, and I can see how it pleases God to stand on His promises. We want to pray for those who may be feeling hopeless at this time, at this hour. Some of you watching, you may be feeling hopeless. And I want to say from wherever you are, maybe you're in your lounge at home or wherever you may be, if you are feeling hopeless, just raise both your arms to the Lord, both your hands to the Lord and say, God, I need hope today. I need hope today. I need your hope. And I want to pray this scripture over you as you're raising your arms like that. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. The Bible says we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has shed His love through His Spirit in us. Hope does not disappoint us. Father, I pray for all these people who've raised their hands. May hope come upon them right now to know that through suffering, Father, we persevere and character is shaped. We have strength of character because we choose to believe in you. And Father, I believe that even as we pray right now, faith is rising, hope is rising. We want to say let hope arise, let hope arise, let hope arise, let hope arise. Wherever you are right now, hope is rising. Let hope arise. Faith, hope, they don't disappoint. Father, I pray for all those who are watching this right now, May your hope arise in them right now. We speak hope right now. We speak hope. We say let faith and hope arise. Let faith and hope arise in this hour, in this time. We want to say nothing is too difficult for our God. Nothing is too hard for our God. What is impossible with men, it is impossible with our God. Today we choose God. Today we choose faith over fear. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Family, just as we've had this moment of uh, believing in God and trusting God that He will uplift us this time, we wanna take communion to remind ourselves what Jesus did for us on the cross. And this is a declaration of faith, hope, love, and victory that was won for us on the cross. So I read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. For as often as we take the bread and the cup, we declare the death and the resurrection of our Lord. So please join with me as we take the body. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the body and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Please join me as we take the cup. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of my new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me, the blood of Jesus. Thanks be to God for the death of his son, in the resurrection of His Son, so that we can be whole, we can be healed, we can live lives that are pleasing to Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. I sincerely hope you were blessed. And we want to thank Pastor Siah for that amazing message of hope. Let me encourage you that this week, walk in the victory that comes along with the message. Don't be scared to go over it again and apply it in your life because it's going to bring you success and blessing. And if you need some prayer or some help from us, we have a WhatsApp number on the bottom of the screen right now. Please go ahead and message us. We would like to journey with you and get in touch with you and see how we can help you along your walk with God. And so let me encourage you just before we leave, walk in victory, walk in hope, and walk in faith over fear.